Welcome, it's On Mike with Jordan Rich, where conversation is alive and well. Conversation with creative people who have a lot to say. He's one of America's royal family of music, in my estimation, the Taylors. He's a singer-songwriter with dozens of recordings, beloved by audiences around the world and by his students at Berklee College of Music. He's the one and only Livingston Taylor. We've been good pals for years. His music speaks to me as it does to countless fans across all generations. Livingston Taylor is a renaissance man with interests galore, and I could actually sit for hours and listen to his take on just about anything. Currently, he's offering the world the Livingston Taylor Show on Facebook Live every week. Do check it out, must-see TV. Let's visit now with a great troubadour and a wonderful human being as we go on mic with Livingston Taylor. To begin with, I'm a bigger fan than ever because I can actually watch you on any screen, anytime for the Livingston Taylor Show. Tell us about the show. Jordan, so good to be with you. The Livingston Taylor Show. So uh, COVID hits, we're in March, and all of a sudden, if you make music for a living, you're unemployed absolutely so there is uh, uh, <laughs> a, a an entire schedule disappears and uh, uh, and then uh, you do what we all do in these times you just start inventing and so when I was a boy there was a show called the Lester Flat Earl Scruggs show broadcast from the Grand Old Opry and it was a TV show and it ran from 1956 to 1962 and Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs would come on but it was a half hour show and they'd come on and they had sponsors and they would sing the Martha White uh, theme song and um, uh, it was just I loved the show. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do a show, a Livingston Taylor, the Livingston Taylor show. So the first thing that I did was uh, um, uh, I wrote myself a theme song. <laughs> Are you ready for the Livingston Taylor I show? I would love I'll... to feature it okay. here. It's the Livingston Taylor show. It's the Livingston Taylor Show. You never know where it's gonna go. It's the Livingston Taylor Show. Is he wrecking in a boat? Is he crashing in a plane? Does he even understand that the devil loves to rain? Is he casually eccentric or actually insane? What chork brought that brain? It's the Livingston Taylor Show. It's the Livingston Taylor Show. We're out of time. We gotta go. It's the Livingston Taylor Show. Well, if 
that doesn't welcome you in and also paint the picture of you in one mm. short song. You mentioned flying. You mentioned a lot of things yes. that are very Livingston is he, Taylor. Is he sinking in a boat? Is he crashing in a plane? Does he even understand that the devil Devil's loves the rain? <laughs> is he actually eccentric or uh, uh, is he casually eccentric or mm. actually insane what stork brought that brain <laughs> it's the livingston taylor show well and so uh you you uh, haven't but, lost but, the creative touch no question but but again the the conceptualization was that you needed a show and you'll pardon me jordan much of what i do was copying you, you have a gentleness and a beautiful ease of delivery. You're, 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 you're very, very stable and, uh, and an enormously soothing. And I wanted to be those things. Um, I wanted to be that place that, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, neighborhood, Jordan Rich, um, uh, who was the, who was the guy on PBS who used to paint? Oh, Bob Ross. Yeah, but, uh, who? Bob Ross. Yes. yes. Bob Ross. And here's some happy little clouds. And that's the kind of show that I want. And uh, uh, yeah. And so uh, I didn't have any sponsors. But eventually, um, you need sponsors because you need somebody to pay for this. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, listeners know this and understand in our uh, and so because I didn't have any sponsors when I started, I just would make up sponsors. <laughs> I would be sponsored by the Waffle House, by West Marine, by um, a, a, a Paratech Pharmaceuticals. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, any, it, it, uh, I'll tell you, Liv, it's got a very Prairie Home Companion feel to it. And you've always played with the imagination of your listeners and with your music, but I just love it because it, you mentioned Mr. Rogers. I I have yeah. that vibe, and I'm so touched with what you said about me. But it really is, especially now, a time when we need connection and contact, and you magically do it so well over the over the camera. I'm, I'm well, blown away. I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that's that's so um, uh, essential. Um, the thing I couldn't bear anymore is how hard people are uh, beating on one another and how hard media is beating on their beautiful audience for their attention. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it really is a time of who can shout loudest. And I just said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be the same. I'm going to be consistent week after week. This is the place I am, and you can show up and find me. Um, and uh, uh, and now we've started to get uh, actual real sponsors, um, uh, and that's uh, uh, and that's so much fun. You're on a secluded island that's pretty well known, Martha's Vineyard. It's not so secluded, yes. but it's it's conducive to the kind of thing you're doing. There's a, I love the island when I visit. It's It's got a certain mm. island charm, but it's also, it's got so much history and peace surrounding it, right? It's been a respite for so many people. And your family has had a long history on the island. 
Well, we've been coming here since 1956. And uh, uh, yes, we have a long history on Martha's Vineyard. And uh, uh, my little brother, Hugh, and my sister, Kate, both live here. And uh, uh, James is, uh, uh, is across the way. He's in Jamestown, Rhode Island. I joke that he couldn't bear to live in a place that didn't have his name. And, uh, and, uh, and if he keeps it up, I'm going to move to Livingston, Montana. Um, but, but the, uh, uh, no, James is across in Newport. Yeah. And so we're, yeah, uh, we're in the neighborhood. For sure. You are one of our favorite teachers. I say our favorite teachers, because mm. I've actually uh, experienced through your students, some of your work and also have mm. that, uh, laminated list that you give out. I have mine. Oh, yes, I have uh, mine. But in the in the era of pandemic, when students are forced to shuttle uh, away from classes, uh, what message do you have for students? And also, what what do you know about coming back to school in the fall for you? Um, well, I do know that Berkeley has suspended on-campus school for this fall. Um, before Roger Brown, the president, announced it, Jordan, um, we had a long talk. We had a, we were, he spoke to me about it and he, uh, he hadn't made the decision at that point, but he said, I don't know how I can do this. I don't know how I can bring in uh, from overseas. We've got a 30% foreign student con uh, contingent. They weren't getting in. Um, and uh, I just think that this COVID virus has so many twists and turns that you um, uh, uh, making lots of plans these days is probably not the best idea. Mm, very, very challenging. And the other aspect to it, I've talked to people on two sides of the coin. One group says, I can't stand it. I'm not accomplishing anything, being home. I'm not uh, passionate about much except television and, and stuffing my face. And then there's the other, mm -hmm. total other opposite uh, side. I think you find yourself on this side where take advantage of alone time to be creative. Any advice for people who are in the first group to, to spark anything, to, to do, to take this opportunity to quiet down and, and power up your creative energies? You know, um, for, for all of us to be throttled down, to, uh, uh, to have to sit uh, quietly, uh, the absolute uh, depression of the disruption of our lives, of losing a contact with, with our friends, of seeing familiar people, it's very difficult to show what the mask on your face all That's the true. Yeah. You have to speak very clearly. And we get so much information through our face and our smiles and our frowns and all of it goes together. And when you cut off half of your face, it's very, very isolating and lonely. And what is important to remember is that this does not last forever, number one. Number two... Uh, if you find yourself being uh, depressed and lethargic, uh, what I say is good news. 
You should be depressed and lethargic. <laughs> That's what you need to be. Now, if you are depressed to a point where you cannot bathe yourself or you're putting on huge weight or you're losing huge weight, um, where uh, then obviously you get help for that. But uh, heck, if what you feel like doing is lying on a couch and watching TV for a while and licking your paw, that's okay too. The world will rebrighten. And um, when we open up that door, it's going to be very interesting what we're going to find out there. And I think some of it will be pretty crummy, but there are other things that are going to be really amazing. One of the things about your show that I love is your enthusiasm, your childlike glee in just meeting people or talking about something or discovering something. And uh, I think you and I share that sense of adventure in life. And what this whole period has done for me is is mm. get me excited about little things that I've I've been too busy to deal with. Have there been little things in your life that are now front and center because you have the time to focus on them that have come forward? Or is it just a, a rebirth of your your love for music and people what what's floating your boat these days well certainly certainly for me to be cut off from my audience has been uh, a profoundly uh, 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 saddening for me I depend mm. on my audience for companionship uh, for affirmation uh, I'm used to finding them and being uh, the master of ceremonies in their lives, enjoying their lives. So that's been uh, that's been a a real loss for me. But uh, doing my uh, my little TV show, doing the Livingston Taylor show, and going out and finding them and having the sense that they're on the other side, that's been terrific. Um, uh, Lots of, uh, uh, I live here on Martha's Vineyard on the north side of the island. There are eight zillion things because I've been too busy that I haven't mm. gotten to and now am really hammering projects. So that's, uh, 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 that's one of the uh, real, uh, uh, of course there, uh, if you are a vine or a weed or a little uh, rag tree <laughs> on this property, you should be very, very interested in getting the COVID problem solved. Yeah, yeah, because you're out there. As you are in danger with me <laughs> with, uh, with a chainsaw or lopping shears. Well, I had a feeling that you were creatively pretty busy. I just get that vibe. But one of the things I want to tell you, in my uh, joy of being home, Looking at the bright side, I've been able to listen to more music. Just listen to music, mm. and you are on my Spotify rotation. Oh, and, great! And I had a question or a comment about that. Sure. I believe there are certain artists and certain songs, even that are almost uh, timeless. In other words, if they were mm. produced today, they would ring out and be as hot and exciting as they would be thirty, forty, fifty years ago. And I put you in that category. What am I? What am I? hitting on here what is that magic that makes a song like uh like well you do over the rainbow as well as anybody yeah that's a, that's a timeless song but i mean in in terms of your own music what makes it 
What gives it that quality, do you think? Um, one of the things is uh, uh, a, a uh, lyrics, um, you, you got to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a good story. Um, so you're, uh, uh, you, you have to uh, paint uh, a picture. Let me see what was, oh. This is a song that I wasn't able to do yesterday because I ran out of time. A half hour isn't very long. <laughs> I want to be blue sky hanging round the door to heaven. Blue sky hanging round the door to heaven. Blue sky hanging round the door to heaven. When my Jesus lets me. I want to be sunrise when the blind man starts seeing. Sunrise when the blind man starts seeing. Sunrise when the blind man starts seeing. When my Jesus lets me Well, that song goes on like that in you know, verses and choruses. Uh, but, but again, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was sitting and I was thinking about it, and I just, when I fell across that phrase, I want to be blue sky hanging round the door to heaven. That imagery, blue sky hanging round the door to heaven, blue sky hanging round the door to heaven, till my Jesus lets me in, and. And I have to tell you, Jordan, I just love writing lyrics. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm always delighted. Uh, uh, sometimes I have to force them a little bit, but um, generally they just show up and, and, uh, and they amuse me greatly. You would have, maybe you still have this in you, but you would have... Mm made a great novelist, especially a mystery writer, because uh, I'm going to suggest there's a song that I love on one of your albums, one of your, yeah. Christ, one of your Christmas songs. I think it's the, the greatest, the gift, um, where you, you come downstairs uh, oh, uh, and your uh, nephew's uh, in the song. My, my nephew, Josh, That's came it. in my room. Uh, the morning was barely light. He yep. said, get up, get up, Uncle Liv. Santa brought his sleigh last night, and now we've got the picture. Now we got it. Now yeah. we just can. Now we drift on. There must be a million presents. But what I keep going around, yeah, uh, gathered all around the tree, plenty for me and for mom and for dad. But one thing I did not see, and now we got the suspension. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried, and then he breaks the bad news to me. I don't think you got a gift. And if you haven't been bad, then how come Santa left you off his list? So when I wrote that, and the notion of the quantity of character development you could get by just that, and if you haven't been bad, the assumption that I'm a good person, the assumption that I'm going to be here and I'm going to be the protagonist. Um, I said, Josh, you're sweet to worry but my behavior's been 
okay. <laughs> not that great, but okay. But Santa knows what I want for my perfect Christmas day. And yeah, instead of a, uh, uh, whatever it says, instead of a, instead of, um, uh, oh, instead of a toy train, um, uh, oh God, I know, I, I know I'm putting on some, no, but, anyway, but the, uh, the, the punchline, if you will, no. is, is what's so beautiful. Uh, the, the present is, is being in the presence of the other person. I just yeah. love I just love that and it's mm. a and it's a hook it's a surprise yeah. and it's a beautiful surprise and it's it's poetic and it's also uh, lyrical at the same time so that that's what well, I love about your writing again I would say to your listeners who are interested in improving their lyric writing or writing lyrics at all um uh, the great lyricist Johnny Mercer um uh he would speak regularly about how many songs he knew as a young, uh, uh, as a boy, really, 13, 14. He just knew hundreds of songs. And he studied, he was a great lyricist because he studied lyrics. So uh, learning, uh, studying uh, uh Oscar Hammerstein or Johnny Mercer or uh, Hal David or uh, uh, Joni Mitchell or Carol King. Studying these great writers is a very good idea. And that's that universality and all those names you mentioned. And my favorite journey, Johnny Mercer lyric is to a song called Midnight Sun. Yeah. It's the only song in uh, history where you can you can work in aurora borealis and it actually rhymes with yeah. something else i can't remember the actual lyric it's too complex but i i'm a huge johnny mercer fan i'm so glad you brought him up <laughs> yeah um, oh and and again uh but but uh and also uh for your listeners uh if they uh wish to die with way too much money um they should be a good lyricist because <laughs> lyricists are, are they get paid the same amount as the melody writer and um uh and they are much rarer great lyricists are hard to find and they are very much in demand today so you're writing uh still at, as we speak coming up with new tunes new album yeah, ideas you know uh it's, it's, uh, I write where necessary, if I need a theme song. The problem with writing for an album is that we now live in a time where, uh, where uh, albums are very, are very hard to make. They're very expensive to make. And there's just, um, and there's just minimal income stream for them. And, uh, uh, it's it's funny. I'll ask my students where they're getting their music from, and uh, literally fifty percent of their music is coming from uh, twenty years before they were born. I mean, it's really coming from the '60s and '70s and that era and that time of uh, great gatekeepers. Mm, and so. Yeah. 
What what else is on your mind? I like to pick your brain a little bit as we sit here uh, beyond music and beyond the Livingston Taylor oh, show. You oh must gosh. have. You I must have. have oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm thinking. Of, uh, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. One of the things that I've that I've been I've been absolutely fascinated by is tribalism. the The fact that uh, uh, I believe and this is just me thinking here, but when somebody writes a song or has something that they want other people to uh, be enthusiastic about, um, uh, what I'm fond of saying to them is that is that there are only four things we need, actually need, to survive. And those are food, water, oxygen, and shelter. So once those four are there, and by the way, if any one of those is, uh, uh, is in doubt, it's an immediate problem. Mm. Um, uh, if somebody is trying to sh- choke you, i.e. not to let you get oxygen, and you shoot them, somebody will say, well, why did you shoot this person? Well, they were choking me. Oh, that's understandable. So, so for the, uh, those four survival things, that's that's priority number one. Then comes everything else, everything else. And everything else is based on one of two intertwined realities. That is the reality to reproduce successfully and to improve your tribal affiliation. So it's about uh, a reproduction or tribal affiliation. And those are, and, and that means that when we have options, uh, that's why we buy this shirt. That's why we buy that car. That's why we do these things. That's why we, um, uh, so, so I, I, I love this notion of tribal affiliation and what it means. And for instance, in the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, movement, how is it that we have to continue, and you and I are old enough to remember visiting this. Um, in 1955, we, we visited these civil rights issues. We visited them in 55 and 68. We've, uh, we, we keep going back we keep backtracking somehow and needing to come forward again. And I've been very interested about um, uh, the the uh, uh, about uh, uh, tribal percentages, i.e., how many people in uh, uh, in the United States uh, identify as African American, and the answer is around thirteen percent. Hispanic happens to be eighteen percent. And what that means and how we can get that percentage to uh, uh, increase or to matter more. It's tough to get it to matter more. Best idea is to get it uh, to increase. And uh, I have thoughts about that. Um, I'm fascinated by global warming. I'm fascinated. It, it led me. I'm fascinated by global warming and nuclear proliferation, which in terms of real damage to uh, the human experiment, those are the great, great problems. 
And so uh, a couple of years ago, that really pushed me to start studying uh, nuclear physics and uh, and you know, studying hmm. uh, nuclear fusion and uh, excuse me, nuclear fission and uranium two thirty five and two thirty nine and two forty and <laughs> two thirty three and two thirty two and thorium and uh, and somebody said, well, nuclear waste will kill you, and I thought, well, yeah, I he- I've heard that too, but what does it mean? When somebody says that a nuclear waste will kill you, how do you die? You don't die for no reason. And so that requires that you then start studying about uh, these high energy radiation, alpha rays, beta rays, gamma rays, um, uh, neutron showers. Uh, what, is a, what, is a, uh, what does a gamma ray uh, do to you that causes uh, uh, your cell to go cancerous or to die? Uh, how many reams of of uh, uh, radiation do you need to receive to be fatal? Uh, by the mm. way, around three hundred, uh, or to be just very ill, around two hundred. But but there's a lot of uh, what a, uh, a tooth X-ray, one hundredth of a ream. Uh, it's just not very much. Is there a low level of safety? And 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 the problem is on these difficult issues, Jordan. If you don't study them and you spout an opinion, what you're really spouting is just religious dogma. Somebody told you what they thought and you liked them and you spouted out mm. along with them. That's not that's not truth. That's religious dogma. And by the way, don't get me wrong. I like religious dogma, but please don't. Uh, masquerade knowledge. Uh, 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 knowledge has come about uh, uh, by hard work. I couldn't agree more. Data is data, and yeah. it's important to uh, to investigate fully. And, and I, I love the idea that you're pouring over these issues as you always pour over issues. I have two fun questions to conclude. Yes. The first is, have you been able to fly much in this period? Yes, I've been flying my little airplane plenty. Uh, the great news is that um, uh, airplane mechanics are considered essential services and airports are considered essential. Right. So airports have been open. I've been flying around. Of course, I'm mindful to which state I would fly to in terms of quarantines, et cetera. Um, uh, uh, the other thing is that I have a... a I, I have a very dear friend who has much more money than I, and he uh, um, uh, he has a uh, little citation jet, and we, he and I have been off flying his jet as well, and that flies at forty one thousand feet, and that's quite an adventure. <laughs> the the last question is a yes. fun one too. A lot of people have now discovered something in their homes they never knew existed: the kitchen. And uh-huh. I, I too, have discovered I know how to bake fish and, and mm-hmm. prepare chicken and cut vegetables. I watch Jacques Pepin on YouTube tell, tell me how to yep. cut vegetables. But you're married to a woman with a background in, in preparing food for the greats and the near greats and the ingrates. Yes. I've got to know how you must be. I'm guessing you're eating like a king. I'm guessing. I am eating <laughs> like a king, and I got the COVID-19 to prove it. Uh, no, I— uh, uh, my wife, whose name is Gail Arnold, 
is a professional chef and she is so, um, you know, she'll, she'll, she's been cooking meals uh, and, and I'll say to her, honey, tonight I'll cook. And she'll look at me and she'll say, thank you very much. That's generous of you, Livingston. I don't think so. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's really, it's really amazing to watch her function, uh, particularly in the early days of the lockdown where supplies got a little iffy and yeah. it, uh, it, it was just incredible to watch her um, make magic in a kitchen. And, and we've been on Martha's Vineyard and she's been cooking for other people mm. professionally. Yeah. And to, um, to watch her work, which I haven't seen in the past, uh, because uh, uh, normally she, uh, she for, uh, a couple, uh, for decades has been working for Kate Capshaw and Steven Spielberg and in the summer, she'd go over to East Hampton, where they are. And I just wouldn't get to see her. Uh, uh, we'd visit and things, but not in the uh, uh, kitchen environment. To watch her cook professionally is simply stunning. God, it's good. I I just had this feeling that you're living a very good life right now with that beautiful yes, lady. Indeed. With that yes, beautiful lady. Charmed life. Uh, we want to remind people that the program that is worth watching and so much fun is on what every streaming every it's Tuesday. On Tuesdays at four o'clock, but you can always right. find it uh, old. You can find reruns uh, uh, in archives on Facebook, but uh, Tuesdays at four o'clock and we did it at four o'clock because that allowed uh west coast viewers to see it um at one o'clock but more importantly it allowed my uh european viewers to, uh, from uh, germany and italy switzerland france um it allowed them to tune in at 11 o'clock well, so. you've got fans everywhere. You've got a big one right here sitting in a little studio on a Zoom camera with my friend Livingston Taylor. Thank uh, you. Jordan, you're the best. The Thank you so much, mutual, man. My friend. LivingstonTaylor.com. Go there. Check out his concert schedule, his albums. And, of course, you don't want to miss the Livingston Taylor Show on Facebook Live Weekly. Thank you to all who download and subscribe the podcast. Special thanks to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media and Ken Carberry of Chart Productions. We've got many more great people to showcase, so we look forward to seeing you next time on the podcast. This is Jordan, as always, saying be well so you can do good. Take care.